the economic benefits of supporting local? Our BC by Local Week is an annual celebration of the important impacts that BC businesses make to their communities. What was the, I guess, the, the birth of the idea and, and how did it come about and what's kind of the path to success? How many local businesses do you work with? We do BC by Local Week because, you know, the average Canadian spends about $1,600 around the holidays. Sarah Gouda and Jim Check from the Now Media Group ask questions, explore topics, and shine a light on the conversations that matter. The 10th annual BC by Local Week kicks off today, and we're here with Amy Robinson, founder and executive director of Local BC. Amy, welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. So can you tell us a little bit about this initiative and what you do? Sure. BC by Local Week is an annual celebration of the important impacts that BC businesses make to their communities and to the local economy. And uh, we, we kicked it off 10 years ago. It's our 10th anniversary year. And we work with uh, businesses, uh, some individual businesses, but also business groups and municipalities across the province to, uh, to promote, uh, especially heading into the busy holiday shopping season, and uh, it's actually the start of Hanukkah today as well, that uh, when people are spending more money over the holidays to shift some of that spending towards local owned businesses and local made and grown products. I understand you work with the community of Kelowna as well through the DKA. Yes, we do. We work with downtown Kelowna VA. Very proud to have them as a partner. How long have they been involved? Just for the last two years. What is the total kind of like when you say BC by local or by BC local? By local BC, right? BC by local is our hashtag and the name of the the name of the campaign. It's bcbylocal.com. So yeah. what was the, I guess, the, the birth of the idea and, and how did it come about? And what's kind of the path to success? Right. Good question. Um, yeah, I, I came at this from a sustainability angle. So I used to work, uh, you know, more on environmental and social issues and think of sustainability as covering environmental, social and economic. Uh, what I found is working with uh, businesses around sustainability is that the economic side of things, most people just think, oh, well, that's a business's bottom line. Like that's just whether or not they, they, can make a go of it and uh, and whether or not they survive. And so, you know, I started following some groups in the U.S. who are, are further ahead in terms of by local uh, research and campaigning than we than we are here in Canada. And I go to conferences and hear about their research. And I really started to rethink that, uh, oh, the economic side just takes care of itself. And it's just about one thing and a business's bottom line and started to dig into the research around economic recirculation and how local businesses contribute to their communities through, you know, the profits that are kept local, the payroll that's local, the purchasing that's kept local, and all of their philanthropic donations. We call those the four, the four Ps of how the economics recirculate locally and how, how local businesses create that economic impact. So they also have a lot of great environmental and social benefits, but we mostly focus on the economic side. And uh, I thought that was super important to get out there. And at the time, you know, we started Loco in 2009 and started the BC by Local campaign in 2012. Um, 
you know, at the time, really, there wasn't any Canadian research saying what this impact was and uh, not too many organizations working on it. So that's why I thought it was really important to sort of move beyond why local food is important. That started to become, you know, commonplace and well understood around the time. But I think also people didn't really understand why it's important to buy local made products and to support local owned businesses. So that's uh, that's kind of the birth of, of Loco and the BC Buy Local campaign. So what are kind of the, the pillars that you guys operate under? So it's, there's a two-week push right now, but what is what do you do for the rest of the year, and, and, and how does this promote buying local? It's a year-long campaign. We do BC Buy Local Week because, you know, the average Canadian spends about $1,600 around the holidays on food, travel, and gifts. So that's a, you know, we're not encouraging excess consumerism, but if people are spending money, we want to make sure they understand why it's important to buy local. So that's sort of the reason for this time of year. But, um, you know, other than that, we do do area-wide campaigns. So this is a BC-wide campaign where we work with different uh, different groups in different regions, but we also do area-focused campaigns where we'll work with uh, more than one partner usually, um, and we do a campaign based on that specific region or area. So we've done them in Langley and Ladner and a few neighborhoods in Vancouver and Squamish, and, and so we'll work with multiple partners and continue that by local campaigning. We tell the story of local many of the local businesses, how they have impact in their community through our bcbylocal.com slash business. You'll find all of their stories on, on that uh, site. And so we're really trying to help businesses do their own marketing to understand how they're local and promote their local attributes to, uh, to consumers. How many local businesses do you work with, would you say? Well, we have more than 30 partners this year. So I would say thousands uh, across the province. They each represent, you know, at least a few hundred. And we have uh, over 700 that work with uh, with us at Loco who are across the province as well. So, yeah, there are thousands of businesses that are connected to the campaign and then others that use the BC by Local hashtag regularly and are promoting, helping us to promote the campaign or helping to promote their, their impact through the campaign. And sorry you go ahead you mentioned the four p's can you tell me what are the four p's for your so that's the economic impact of a local business are measured through the amount of their revenue that that recirculates locally as profit payroll to local employees purchasing to either bc-based service providers or on bc grown or made products and then philanthropy so philanthropic giving to charities or other local causes so those are I call them the four P's because it's just easy to remember. Those are the those are you could call it jobs, but I call it payroll just so I can remember it. Right. And can you tell us the economic benefits of supporting local? Absolutely. Um, if you support a local business, uh, we did some research in 2019 that shows that supporting uh, local restaurants and retailers has 4.6 times the economic impact. So that's based on those that recirculation of revenue that we measure. And, um, and it's really just, they keep more profit local, they have a higher local payroll, they purchase more with local, other local suppliers. So it's really just the money is recirculating to other, other local people and local business owners through that, uh, that business. So that was focused on restaurants and retailers. And then our most recent research released today just worked with five businesses. So it's not as representative, but when we looked at common purchases, blueberries, bread, a cafe latte from a local coffee shop, 
a dress made in East Vancouver and then a bicycle sold by a local bike shop with a Quebec made frame. We looked at both the products themselves and the impact of the product, but then also the businesses. So if you buy from a local business, it has an average of three, 3.1 times the economic impact. And we actually compared one of the businesses to, um, you know, these direct to consumer models where you just order something online and it shows up in a box at your door and you don't need, there's no local retail presence at all. So we compared the purchase of a local bicycle to, um, from a bike shop to uh, direct to consumer, non-local, purely online business. And the local company had 107 times the impact based on those that recirculation of profit because the these direct consumer non-local companies if there's there are no salespeople, there are no jobs there's there's really the only economic benefit is the delivery from the courier to your door and so there's almost no economic benefit when you're ordering those those types of imported products online Kelowna now did a, a video I think just at the start of covid showing the impact of of uh, support local and it was a uh, we followed a hundred dollars around town mm-hmm. and we kind of did a depiction of that hundred dollars spent at the barbershop and then that person taking and spending it at the local hardware store and then that person taking and spending it at the baker and, and so on that that's what you're kind of talking about how that money exactly kinda, yeah one hundred dollars exactly. creates a thousand dollars worth of activity whereas if you buy something off of one of the um websites that somebody sends rockets into space um that money leaves. That money leaves. <laughs> we the shall market. remain nameless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that money yeah. leaves the market uh, immediately, and I actually yeah. I think goes into building rocket ships. So, um, indeed, yeah, and yeah. I, and, and, I, and really consolidation of wealth for super wealthy owners, mm-hmm. like billionaire owners, right? While so, their employees make no money and don't have benefits. Yeah, I say that to a lot of people sometimes when they get too enamored with tech startups, and that mm-hmm. they're probably going to get beat up for this, but. Typically, a lot of tech startups create one billionaire and a lot of people working for minimum wage, whereas, you know, like in a lot of the local things, like a lot of people do really well. And that money circulates in the community. They pay taxes and they build arenas with those taxes and all kinds of things that support the the lifestyle Mm -hmm. and commitment in the community. Yeah. Um, Some tech startups, I mean, we have a lot of great tech businesses in BC who do create local jobs. And, you know, I love it when they want to stay local and they want to keep those jobs here instead of just sort of like, yeah, building it, like you said, to make one owner rich and and building it to sell. I think a lot of the time is what those, you know, yeah, it's I, like, oh, I just want to sell to, you know, Meta or <laughs> whoever will buy I'm only it. referring to the ones that build rocket ships. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that question though, or the question that 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 you pose to people is is buy local. How do you get through to the younger people that that really like the convenience of of shopping online, the ease of it, and the and the uh, you know sometimes it's very cheap as well, and you know and, the, and they have they tend to be more um, prone to the shopping online as opposed to you know like some of the older people that are very much used to going into the stores. Yeah. I mean, one of the great things about COVID is that if there is anything great about COVID (laughs) is that a lot of businesses, BC businesses fast tracked their online adoption. Mm -hmm. So, so many of them now are online and they're, you know, it's tough to figure it out how to do another, another channel, how to sort out all your inventory and delivery, but they're figuring it out. And, um, 
So I think that we no longer are in a place where we say that online shopping and buying local are antithetical, you know, like you can do both. And so actually today being Cyber Monday, that's our focus for today. We have seven days, seven ways for seven days of the week that we give consumers tips about how to buy local and Cyber Monday, our, our tip is buy local online. And so, uh, you know, I think some easy ways to find out, it's, it's hard, there's so little transparency online. I find that as well when I go to a site you know, it's like, oh, I don't know, mm -hmm. you've got this 1-800 number and there's, if I go to contact us, there's just a form. I can't really tell where is this company based. So, you know, a couple of ways that people can figure out if, if um, a business is local or not is, first of all, you can just Google them. And if it comes up with a stock symbol, not local, right? If it's on a stock exchange, it's not a private company, it's not a BC-based business. Uh, another way is to go to the business's website and go under contact us or about us. A lot of the times there's like a story about the company's history, where the family is from, you know, who the owners are, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and you can also verify or not verify, as the case may be, uh, local address uh, or area code. If you can find a phone number for the business or uh, an address just to see if their headquarters is in BC. Is another good way to do that is just to see if they have bricks in the marketplace. And that's like, you know, Costco's, you would, people would say that it's not local, but they employ a lot of people locally. Yeah. And then so they have bricks in the marketplace as well as an online presence. And I think there's a lot of places like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So our, you know, we are trying to promote locally owned businesses so you know not necessarily the costcos of the world but also you know wherever you shop if it is at a non-local business then also to look for local made and local grown products because you know non-local stores sell local made products and local grown products and so actually one of our stats the infographics that can be found on our blog at locobc.com we tried to show that difference of you know if you're actually if you're buying um blueberries or a loaf of bread if it makes a difference of course the best benefit is if you're buying locally grown blueberries at an independent business but the next best thing is to buy locally grown blueberries at a non-local business and then the worst is in terms of economic impact is to buy imported blueberries from a non-local business so we're we're trying to show the the differences between, you know, the product itself and then also the business that you buy it at. So, you know, I think if you get local grown or local made um, or both at an independent business, I call that a hat trick. And, and you know, you get all three. It's 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 not necessarily super rare, but in some some categories like my top I bought from the from the woman who was part of our uh, part of our study. She made she makes her clothing in East Van. It's it's a bit rare these days to find locally made clothing. Right. So that's that's a category, for instance, that you might not be able to afford something locally made or you may be surprised. I was surprised at some of the some of the local clothing companies that I didn't even know about that make uh, make their products here in BC. But uh, at least look for a locally owned business uh, or locally grown or locally made products wherever you shop. And it does make a big difference. And what other hacks or information do you think? Um, what other advice can we give people so they can start shopping locally? I think it's just, you know, we're just saying shift some of your shopping so if you 
you know, the average Canadian is spending money uh, $1,600, you know, try to shift 10% of that. It's not, it's not a big amount. It could be a local bottle of wine. It could be making sure that the ingredients for your celebratory meals are from local businesses or farmers markets. Um, you know, I think it's really just the awareness of where you're not shopping local. And, uh, and so just, just to have that awareness and to try to make a shift makes a, makes a huge difference. So what, what's your business model? Like, how are you making money doing this? We are funded, like our research is funded by different organizations and we, op- we are almost always working in partnership. And then our by local campaign is the partnership of many different organizations. So um, there's you know different levels of partnership that uh, the businesses come in at. We are not government funded. We have I think almost never gotten government funding, although we did apply for the BC Chamber um, federal government shop local funding. Um, so yeah, we're mostly just membership. We have a small amount of revenue that comes from membership, just average everyday businesses who support what we do. Um, and then, yeah, higher level businesses who are our founding members, really, that's our bread and butter revenue. And then we, yeah, we work through partnerships on our campaign and partnerships through our through our research. How do businesses get involved with the, your program? Is there stickers that they get that they can put on their products or, or how does that yeah. work? Yeah, there's a couple things. So, so it's there's two things. There's the sort of business to business side of things. If you're more of a business to business um, type organization, I mean, we encourage those businesses to map out their supply chains to say how they're local. I think it makes a it makes a big difference. So, some of the consumer business resources will also be useful to those kinds of businesses. But localbc.com is more of the business site, and then bcbylocal.com is more of the commercial or, or consumer site. So, um, you know, there are, you can join as a member of LOCO. Uh, if you're a consumer-facing business, we'll also try to do a story on you for bcbylocal.com. So those are listed under the business tab at bcbylocal.com. And we do many of those for the businesses and our, uh, for our partners during Buy Local Week. So there's lots of ways to get involved. Uh, just getting, following us on social, doing, getting on our newsletter list is really great because we often have like media opportunities or we're doing research. So we're reaching out to businesses like, like we did in this research. We needed to find you know, a market that sold blueberries. <laughs> we needed to find uh, somebody who made bread and someone who made a, you know, dresses, all those kinds of things. And so we're often leaning on um, on businesses to help us demonstrate how great the impact is of local businesses. And so so that, with stats, Cyber Monday obviously is probably going to be another record-breaking year. Do you know what those stats are and, and how much the BC, the BC businesses could capture out of that? It's $4 billion uh, online is what Canadians spend. So oh. it's up to 10, uh, up to 10%. I don't have stats for BC particularly, but I imagine that we're pretty, pretty close to average. So yeah, up to 10% of overall consumer spend. And we're sort of behind like the UK and the US, they have moved much more of their spending online. And I think that you can see how, you know, like people started with like electronics and books and things like that, like decades ago. And then you can see how during the pandemic, people were like, oh, I'm going to order my groceries online. I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to start to order, figure out how to get more and more things dropped off at my house rather than uh, going going out to to buy them and pay or doing, you know, click and collect and that kind of thing. So um, I think we're, that you're going to see that continue to rise, I think. 
Yeah, one of the other rocket ship builders actually sells all his cars online too. And uh, that's oh. kind of, <laughs> yeah, like they don't have wow. a lot of bricks um, for their whole car business. Tesla is, uh, basically sells most of their, their cars online. So almost anything can be sold online, I think, if if you make the buying, so buying experience pretty easy. I think it only takes 15 minutes to buy a Tesla. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I mean, one of the things I've been thinking about with the flood response is like all the first responders, all the fire crews, all, you know, all the municipal taxes, like what happens if we don't have local businesses who pay taxes anymore? They fund our community centers, they fund our firefighters, you know, they, the more money that we spend on imported products and with these big uh, non-local platforms, the, the less money we have to, to fund these functions that are becoming more and more critical to us. And I know that there's some politicians that are out there that are saying that maybe the Amazons and that should be paying a tax of some port to be able to sell into the community. Because you're right, like the, the local electronics dealer here in town um, has to pay property tax, has to, you know, contribute to the local communities, whereas, you know, the ones that get dropped off um, from, you know, online retailers don't contribute to the local economy at all. Um, actually yeah, they're paying payroll taxes. Now they're paying sick pay, you know, they're, they're paying, they're paying a lot of tax, the locals. And that's why I mention it, right? They're, those are the taxes that make our communities go. And so, yeah, by all means, I think we should be taxing the rich. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a message that you want to leave leave um, BC consumers with? Uh, I mean, I think it's more important than ever. You know, it's. I think it was always very important, and COVID made it even more important. I think people realize, like, oh, if that business that's down the street from me, I really care. Like, I think they realize that how much a part of their lives that the businesses in their community were. And I think now with all of the climate change impacts that we're seeing, you know, across the province from the heat dome to the fires to the floods and, um, you know, whether you're feeling it directly in this moment or, you know, you were in the past or you will be in the future that we're, we're those local connections are going to be more and more important for food security, for, you know, just supply you know supply chain issues all of that kind of stuff just for helping you know helping your neighbor um i think that you know buying local keeps us more tightly connected and we're we're more resilient if we do since the start of COVID, i added to my signature file and it basically i think it says i ask that you support local when and where you can if the business has bricks in the community it deserves and needs your support and i think you know if we all kind of like even did like changed a bit of our buying habits that would really go a long way to supporting um local businesses and without those local businesses we wouldn't have you know the employees you know like i I don't know where else the money would come from if unless the government's just going to give everybody money to stay home and buy stuff from the ultra rich (laughs) maybe maybe that's the (laughs) ultimate plan i don't know but (laughs) i don't see that coming but um I, i think it's i mean ourselves we really believe that um buying and supporting local means everything. And then we, we talked about supply chain. Um, mm-hmm. I think we realized then what happened with COVID as well is that we get a lot of our product from overseas. And when that gets disrupted, that can, you know, like hurt in so many different ways that can be like right back to masks and all that stuff in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. um, I hopefully there's a focus back to manufacturing in, in our um, province as well as in and Canada. 
I hope so too. I mean, there's definitely sectors like food and beverage processing is just booming, right? And so, and there has been some government support there, right? I mean, they've had some funding for, you know, by local marketing for those businesses who have like high amount of local ingredients in their products. And so, you know, just sometimes with a bit of government support and, you know, the right kinds of programs that help help those businesses to get incubated and grow it makes uh, it makes a really big difference i think they're the fifth largest manufacturer and or fifth largest employer in bc now um and so yeah i hope so too i hope that more manufacturing stays uh stays local that already is here and that we can help rebuild some of these some of these sectors awesome thank you for your time thanks so much for your interest i super appreciate it BC by Local Week 2021 runs from today, November 29 to December 5. Now is the time to support local. Thank you so much, Amy, for being here. That's the end of today's conversation. If you have any topics that you'd like to have featured, please email Sarah Gouda at sgouda at nowmediagroup.ca. That's S-G-O-U-D-A at nowmediagroup.ca.